Hi, and welcome to the Writers' Forum on WRBH. I'm David Benedetto. Today I am speaking with Will Hunt, author of Underground, A Human History of the Worlds Beneath Our Feet. How's it going today, Will? It's going very well. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So this is your first book. I know you've published at a bunch of places, but how does it feel to have like something physical you can hold in your hands out in the world? It feels amazing. I've been working on this book for almost 10 years altogether. Um, so to finally have it as a, a concrete object is a pretty extraordinary experience. No, I can imagine that. And I know a bunch of these pieces have appeared at, in various forms in other publications. Um, what was kind of the process like for you putting this thing together? Well, as I said, it, I, I worked on it for a long time. Um, and it, putting it together was, was really difficult just because I had so much material. You know, I had I had traveled to some 20 countries exploring caves and catacombs and tombs, and I, I wanted to include everything. So it was a, a long process of, of whittling away things that were, you know, trips and, and discoveries that were redundant. And I finally got to a place where I had, you know, nine chapters of the, of what I thought represented the most uh, the most exciting um, excursions. No, I could see that. Um, that's interesting. Um, you know, this book is all about kind of humans exploring the underground, our kind of fascination with it, both our coming from it and the ways in which it's still very much a part of our lives. Um, how did you end up becoming so interested in this aspect of our world? So for me, it started in childhood. When I was 16, um, in Providence, Rhode Island, I discovered a, an abandoned railroad tunnel that ran almost directly beneath my house. And it just kind of opened this, this bolt in my imagination um, just because it was this big, spooky, mysterious, unfamiliar place um, situated beneath the most familiar territory you can imagine. And I sort of followed that that fascination all over the world and discovered that sort of wherever you go, um, you find something exciting and, and mysterious beneath your feet, whether you're in a city and looking at uh, old old tunnels and um, infrastructure or out in more rural landscapes where you're finding caves or just geological strata that contain fossils of exciting ancient extinct creatures and archaeological sites. Yeah, no, you got to go to a bunch of places as well. Looking at, you know, or reading through, you know, you end up in South America and Turkey and, and South Dakota. Um, what was your favorite of those places to write about? My goodness. Um, it's like asking me to choose my favorite child. Um, <laughs> so one place that I really, really loved was a, an ochre mine in uh, Western Australia in the outback. This is the oldest mine in the world. It's 35,000 years old. Um, and it's, it's, I, I got to visit the mine, which is a very sacred place to the local Aboriginal people. I got to visit the mine with, with uh, the family who are now stewards of the mine. And they, um, outsiders are never allowed to, to go inside. And they were um, so gracious to me. And they allowed me to, to visit the place and to, to sort of tell me the stories of the mine. Um, it's a very beautiful place. It's it's 
a uh, ochre is this sort of deep red, soft clay-like substance. And so when you're in the mine, the the walls absorb all the sound. Mm-hmm. So the experience was of moving through this deep red space, and you can't hear yourself speak, and all your movements are sort of muffled. Um, it was like being inside of a dream. It was, it was uh, really a beautiful experience. That's fascinating. And kind of reading that, I know, as you just mentioned, that um, the Aboriginal populations are historically wary of outsiders coming into spaces like that, into spaces that are considered sacred or historic. Um, how was it navigating that with them and, and, and working with them to kind of um, showcase your interest in a way that's not just another travelogue? Right. So it, 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 was, it, it took a lot of patience. Um, they are, as you said, very uh, and understandably very, very wary of, of people entering their territory. So I had to, you know, they kind of vetted me, and I, I had to explain that, that I was more than just a traveler, that this was rooted in something, you know, really deep inside me, and it was this lifelong fascination. And, and I think that they, you know, their whole lives in many ways have, have revolved around uh, around this mine, and they could see that that uh, that there were some parallels in my life. That that I had, um, I was someone who had dedicated years and years to thinking about the importance of these spaces, and so I think I think we sort of found common ground, um, and they we were sort of we found this sort of kindred uh, element between the two, um, between me and and the the tribe. I, I can see that. You know, throughout the book, there's this idea of like um, sacredness of space, right? You and you really appreciate that in these individual locations that you go to, in kind of this um, very meditative way of looking into this. Um, another time of that is you're kind of constricted in the way that you write about this because underground there are some amazing structures, but vision is not at the forefront. And I know you bring a lot into the writing about smell. Um, is that something that kind of developed when you were writing or is it something that you noticed immediately? Well, it's something I noticed immediately, you know, on all these trips, I would have my, uh, my notepad with me and I was just recording everything that sort of came through my sensory apparatus. And as you said, <laughs> you're not seeing a whole lot, yeah. um, but you're, you're hearing these strange echoes. Um, you're smelling things that that you don't. You're you're taking in smells that don't really exist on the surface. Um, that's that's something that that's sort of the magic of the underground world for me. It's this it's this whole body of of uh, sensory uh, like a sensory other world. Um, so when you're going underground, you're you're body is going through these uh these sensations that that it, it doesn't on any other landscape yeah no I, I could see that is there any particular smell or sound that that continually comes to mind for you now oh goodness um i spent some time i spent some time in paris uh with a a, a crew of urban explorers we undertook this this mission where we walked from one edge of Paris to the other uh, using only underground infrastructure. And um, there was a, a moment where we, we emerged into the sewers 
and the sewers of Paris are uh, these, they're kind of a technological wonder from the 19th century. And I'll, I'll never forget the, um, the sounds in the sewers. Uh, every once in a while, there'd be a spray of water coming out of a, a small pipe in the, in the walls of this much larger pipe where we were walking. And it would set off this, this kind of, uh, this ricochet of, of echoes. And on top of that, there's, uh, there's a, a, a channel of, of wastewater running through around our feet. And it was sort of the sound of, of the city digesting. You could hear these like gurgles and belches and it's, it may sound gross, but it was, it was, it was sort of beautiful. It's very intimate. It was a very intimate way of experiencing a city. No, I could see that. It's interesting how it makes these kind of like macro structures a little bit more tangible. Exactly. Um, um, yeah, it, it, it actually calls to mind a, a quote that um, that you wrote in the book. Um, if I wouldn't, if you don't mind me reading it, it's um, uh, in its obscurity, the underground is our planet's most abstract landscape, always more metaphor than space. Um, I find that so interesting, and I think you just kind of like uh, put an example there of things that you can only kind of bring about in a person's mind through metaphor because they they don't make sense to our own perceptions above the surface exactly and it's also not only are they are these spaces sort of they 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 have a way of transcending our 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 senses but but I've, i've found that that underground space is so deeply embedded in our language um i you know had a running joke with my with my editor that we would find in every email we exchanged, we're talking about, you know, digging deeper, taking a deep dive, really digging in, going beneath the surface. Uh, um, you need to excavate this, you know, it, these are, it's a, it's a, it's embedded in our, in our way of thinking. Yeah, I could see that. And that's one of your, your main arguments going into this is that, um, we always talk about coming from the oceans or primordial soup or hearkening back to that. But um, a lot of our history as as humans in a lot of this world does involve this past of being underground or retreating to it or it being a part of our home and seeking shelter. Uh, what was it like to kind of dig deeper into that, to, to borrow the, uh, the, the, the phrase right there? Well, it's, it was, you know... This book was, in a lot of ways, um, a process of me trying to reckon with my own fascination and obsession with with something that uh, that seemed sort of obscure at first. Um, it, it seemed like I was, you know, I had this weird, you know, fixation. And as I did more and more research and traveled more and more and and kind of got into the mythology and anthropology of subterranean space, I, I was sort of excited and relieved in a way to find that this is actually very natural that that we have been fascinated with with uh, caves and other holes in the ground for the entire history of our species. Um, we have evidence of of religious rituals performed deep in caves going back hundreds of thousands of years. So I think it, there's a part of there's a, a part of all of us that that you know we're all descended from from cultures that had this this uh, visceral connection to subterranean space. 
Yeah, no, I can see. And, you know, um, speaking of all these things, there's a heaviness to that. There's a gravity of experiencing them and the history that that contains. As a writer, that's got to be incredibly challenging, trying to bring that gravity to your work. Um, what was that like for you? Like, how did you um, try and get that across? And what do you hope people get out of that? Well, you're right. It is. You're, I'm, I'm wrestling with some very, uh, very heady, very, um, very weighty ideas. I'm trying to um, follow a a theme throughout the entire history of humanity. And and um, by the end of the book, I'm talking about very, uh, very spiritual things and and talking about our our you know much larger relationship to to what we can't see and, and how um how these spaces uh send our imagination on on sort of larger flights and and it didn't start that way it, you know this is supposed to be a book about uh you know one person's fascination with uh, a tunnel that runs under his neighborhood it, it culminates in a in a much a much larger scoped um investigation of of how how we think about ourselves and why we're um attracted to darkness and and what we can't see i i love that because you know a lot of writers they have a um, kind of a form set out for themselves, or at least a framework. And sometimes uh, people hinder themselves by trying to stick only to that framework, even if the project has outgrown that. And it's really cool that you got to kind of develop this thing in a little bit more organic of a manner and kind of capture all these different trails in, in really interesting ways. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that if it wouldn't be hard for someone to write a book about the most fascinating underground places in the world and it would be an interesting book um and i am really grateful that i that i took the time it needed to to write a book about about what's you know about fascinating underground places but a book which also says something much larger about about how humans think and, and uh how the sort of the structure of our imagination. Um, and yeah, I'm very grateful that I, I, uh, I had the time to do that. Yeah, I, I could see, you know, uh, one term that keeps on coming back to me when I was reading this is the, um, the concept of axis mundi. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Just like these connections between, uh, heaven and earth, like a uh, mythology, not literally taken, but like kind of seeing, these spaces in that way as a way where you can observe like the continuum of like history. Um, and that, that's really kind of cool. Absolutely. I, I mean, in my, in my reading and research for this book, I, I had such a good time pouring through the work of sort of uh, great historians of, of mythology who are drawing connections across cultures, you know that that are on opposite sides of the world, and and finding these these common stories that we tell. Um, one being the Axis Mundi, which is you know a uh, a way of of drawing connections between heaven and earth and the underworld. But but I found that that the stories we tell about caves 
and about other subterranean worlds is um, are are another uh, line of connectivity throughout you know all of humanity. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, well, well, we're kind of drawing to the close of the interview, and one question I always ask people um, to kind of close this out is, what are you reading right now? And also, now that you're done with this, you know, decade-long project, uh, is anything on the horizon for you? Oh, goodness. Let's see. Right now, I'm reading a book called The Faraway Brothers by Lauren Markham, which is the story of, of two, uh, two young boys from uh, Latin America who are um, migrating into... Um, into the U.S. And it's a very beautiful book. She's an extraordinary writer. And as far as projects on the horizon for me, I actually have a couple um, uh, cave-related projects coming up. Um, one of the fantastic things about, about having published this book is that it it has gotten into the hands of, of other people who are excited about caves. So I have some collaborations coming up um, with with other artists and, and writers uh, in different parts of the world um, based on caves, which which I'm really excited about. That's that's awesome. Could you? Uh, what's one of the collaborations, if you wouldn't mind sharing? Um, so I'm I'm going to be working with a um, an archaeologist uh, working in in Tennessee, um, and he's just made a uh, a really amazing discovery, which I can't quite talk about yet but um okay. the world will know about it relatively soon oh well fantastic well i'm excited for you um and to kind of finally wrap us up will where can people find more information about you um i have a website it's willhunt.net and i'm active on on instagram at uh willhunt with two underscores all right well fantastic man thank you so much for speaking with us and i'm excited to see uh your next works great Thanks so much for having me.